Welcome to another episode of the Intersection Podcast coming to you from the Georgia Tech Scheller College of Business. I'm your host, Leo Haig. I'm a second year full-time MBA here at Scheller. This week, attention globally is turning to Earth Week. And at Scheller, we thought this would be a great time to talk about sustainability within the Scheller College of Business and specifically the resources that we have available to us here through the Racy Anderson Centre. So I'm delighted to be joined today by one of our leaders of the MBA Net Impact Club, Bill Landfeld. And also from the Rosie Anderson Centre, we have Michael Oxman. Michael is Managing Director and Professor of the Practice at the Racy Anderson Centre for Sustainable Business. So Bill and Michael, thank you both very much for joining us today. And before we dive into all things sustainability in Scheller, it'd be great if you could say a few words about yourself and your journey to Scheller. Awesome. Thank you, Leo. So I'm also a second year in the full-time MBA program, graduating this May. It is coming very quickly. I come from, you know, kind of a liberal arts background. The outdoor industry was kind of my uh, passion after graduating and spent a lot of time in outdoor recreation, outdoor education, working in Australia, China, and all over the Pacific Northwest. A little bit of time in healthcare during COVID and then found my way to Scheller, sustainability being one of the things that drew me to the program. And in the program, I've primarily focused on sustainability and consulting in terms of both my extracurricular, but then also career trajectory, having interned at the National Park Service this last summer, which was an absolute blast. And then I'll be uh, going into consulting full time as I'm exiting. Yeah, I think Bill definitely won the award out of the class of 2023 for coolest internship. I was very jealous when I, I know that you were working hard, Bill, but I also saw you go at some pretty hardcore hiking during that time. So I was very jealous of that. And Michael, it'd be great if you could um, just add a few thoughts about your journey to Scheller and what you've been up to since uh, you've been part of Georgia Tech. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, Thanks for the opportunity. So my background actually started as an undergrad. I was a Russian studies major and uh, subsequently got a a degree, a master's degree in international affairs and found myself working on issues related to the former Soviet Union, underwrote, I worked for a small U.S. government agency called the Overseas Private Investment Corporation, which provides political risk insurance and project finance to U.S. companies investing in emerging markets and had the opportunity to underwrite some of the first projects that OPIC was involved in in that part of the world. I had an aspiration to go and return to the former Soviet Union on a residential basis and so joined, and I'm dating myself here. I'm actually not going to provide dates, so I don't date myself too much, but I I joined Pricewaterhouse pre-Coopers, so that'll date me, um, and was there helping. We were essentially economic advisors to the government of uh, Kazakhstan in its negotiations with foreign investors. And so it was through that those foreign investors and those properties were primarily in the oil and gas business and some mining. And found my way through that connection into the oil and gas sector. I ended up leaving Pricewaterhouse and joining Chevron. Spent a number of years there, and that's where I really started to get interested in sustainability for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Initially, it came out of a um, perception that the industry broadly was not doing a great job managing risk when it comes to value preservation, particularly around large capital projects. The risk I'm referring to is social and environmental risk. So that's where it started. And as my career advanced, I realized that not only is this a risk mitigation issue for companies, but it's got some huge societal implications. And there's also a ton of opportunity, revenue opportunities for business in the sustainability space. 
So I left the industry and I did some consulting for a while, helping companies with sustainability uh, prior to joining Georgia Tech now. I've been here about six and a half years, and I'm happy to tell you a bit more about our center and what we do and how much fun it is and all of that as we go through the next set of questions. Yeah, for sure. And I think having heard both your introductions, I feel outdone. Normally, it's me who's talking about moving to the US from a different country and traveling around the world and things like that. But I think I'm being outperformed today by both you, Bill, and you as well, Michael. But I think that's a great place to start, as you mentioned, saying a bit more about the Racy Anderson Center specifically, you know, what its aims are and, and why the center was set up. Yeah, sure. So we're actually, coincidentally, this fall will be our 10-year anniversary, so we're very excited about that. And I probably should start with a brief description of who Ray C. Anderson was. So Ray was uh, an entrepreneur here uh, in Georgia, and he did a number of things, worked for some large companies, primarily in the carpet industry. And he built up a company known today as Interface into a very successful business enterprise, was the CEO. And notwithstanding the fact that it was a successful company based on financial metrics, he had uh, a few interactions with stakeholders and regulators who asked him, you know, what are you doing about the carpet industry's environmental footprint? And Ray did not feel he had a very satisfactory answer. He essentially, the answer at the time was, we're complying with regulation and law. Mm-hmm. He was not satisfied with that. And so he, he embarked on a research journey um, and um, read, for example, Paul Hawkins' Ecology of Commerce, which he found to be very inspirational and a bit depressing when he realized in his words, that industry in many ways was plundering the earth. So he committed to turning Interface into one of the world's most sustainable companies at a time when sustainability really hadn't crossed into the mainstream business community at all. And not only did he turn Interface into a leading company when it comes to sustainability and a successful business enterprise from commercial metrics, but he also became sort of a speaker and an evangelist for sustainability around the globe. So if you go onto YouTube and look up Racy Anderson, you'll find some old TED Talks and so forth that he did. Unfortunately, he passed in 2011. And after his passing, in his name, family created a foundation called the Racy Anderson Foundation, which is the two daughters of Ray are trustees along with their spouses, and Ray's grandson, John Lanier, is the executive director. And they're our principal funders. So that's a long way of getting to question, which is how did we get started? Well, our faculty director, Burl Toktai, was looking to start something around sustainability and had some conversation, a number of conversations, and eventually came upon the Ray C. Anderson Foundation, where I was also a Georgia Tech grad and loved Georgia Tech, uh, started off on the football team. Anyway, he, Georgia Tech was certainly a place that he had a lot of affection for. So they were really excited about the idea of creating a center that's focused on sustainability, which would be inspired by Ray's legacy at a university where Ray attended and had such strong feelings. So that's how we got started. Do you want me to comment now on sort of what we do, or do you want to save that for a bit later? No, I think that's the next uh, the next logical point, definitely, because I think, as you said, Michael, Ray himself was clearly you know, an inspirational leader and was actually very much ahead of his time when it came to thinking about sustainability. But now I think the legacy really lives on through the centre, you know, whether that's interacting with corporates here in Atlanta and beyond in terms of how to make them more sustainable or enriching the curriculum here for our students so they become leaders in, in their business uh, when they graduate, you know, whether that's from undergrad 
grad or from the programs such as the MBA here. So how that kind of all now comes together into a, a living and breathing legacy through the center and how that embeds in Scheller, I think would be really interesting to hear about. Sure, sure. Well, I, I'll start with our vision, which is essentially to empower the leaders of tomorrow to create sustainable businesses and communities. And we take that very seriously. And we do that in sort of three principal ways, through research, through education, and through industry engagement. And then ideally, we're connecting the dots across those three channels, right? So when it comes to, I'll start with education, we have courses that are dedicated to sustainability at all levels, undergraduate, graduate levels. And we have courses that are dedicated to sustainability, but we also have, we try to infuse sustainability into courses where that may not be the main topic. And we work you know, collaboratively with our faculty to do so. There's also a number of co-curricular activities. We collaborate with the the Net Impact Club for sure, but there's also some other co-curricular activities that I can mention as as we go further down the road here. The second channel is research, and so we have a number of faculty that affiliate with our center because whatever discipline they happen to represent, if they're in Scheller, it's operations, finance, strategy, whatever it may be, they also have a research interest in sustainability within that particular discipline. And we will provide seed funding or we will help them highlight some publications that if you go to our website, you'll see some of the research briefs that have been done. Uh, so you get a sense of the types of research that they're doing in, this, in these spaces. And then we have faculty who also affiliate with our center across campus. So it's not limited, certainly not limited to Scheller. And then the final area is, as I mentioned, is industry engagement. And there we have a number of really exciting things going on. And some of that is, for example, I teach a course, the Sustainable Business Practicum. I had the pleasure of having Bill in class. And we try to match up student teams of three or four. And this course is available for graduate students and undergraduate students, depending on the time of year you're taking it. And we also have students from some of the other programs across campus who, who take this course as well, particularly the MCM program. And the idea is the students get into teams of three or four, and they are essentially become consultants working with a client uh, who has some sort of sustainability challenge or opportunity within their organization. They're looking to get some help from some really smart students. So that's really, uh, and I'll, I'll get into some of the other areas in more detail, particularly the industry engagement. I want to come back to that, but that's a quick overview. Yeah, absolutely. I think speaking of really smart students, Bill, I was going to ask you to kind of touch on your experience there, because Michael mentioned, you know, research, industry engagement, and also the education aspect. And I think since your time in the program here the last couple of years, you've been involved really heavily, actually, across all three of those. I know that you're partaking in the sustainability concentration as well as part of your MBA and Michael mentioned had a great experience when you did the sustainability practicum so it'd be great if you could just talk a little bit about the different kind of elements of sustainability that you've built into your concentration here in your MBA and also what you got involved in when you partook in the practicum. Yeah so you know doing the sustainability concentration was something I set out to do right when I came on campus you know couldn't do that in the core kind of period. Your first semester, you don't really get to choose. But then come second semester, I took the uh, nonprofit pro bono consulting class, which was, uh, it's a practicum. So you're working directly with a client. And so our client was Wonder Grubs and kind of the, you know, one of the co-founders there, Akisi, and had an incredible time working with her seeing her founder journey and helping her, especially with a certain kind of supply chain optimization and kind of strategy in kind of some new products that they were looking at developing. And through that, you know, getting to work directly with the client for the first time in a 
you know, mock consulting, like real life role for me was incredible coming from a non-consulting, non-corporate background, but still targeting consulting and having a lot of, you know, engagement that I wanted to do in sustainability. They take these larvae of the soldier flies and they're developing them into insect protein. And as, as someone who barely consumes any meat like that, to me was just personally very incredible. So kind of like married all those different things and the class itself was very helpful. I ended up doing a consulting internship over the summer at the National Park Service and just that client engagement and just managing my time and getting the data and planning out how to do deliverables with my classmates was incredible because I felt like coming into the summer, I was like, okay, I've, I've already done this a little bit. And it was a similar feel in terms of the the people who were there were there because they had a higher purpose in what they were doing. It wasn't just a consultant engagement in something they didn't really care about, but it was, you know, this insect protein thing like that really inspires me, you know, at the national parks that really inspires me. And so kind of had that similar feeling to me. Casey is amazing. And Casey is great. We, I mean, did we go to the storage unit right there on the belt line and get the grubs in our hands and get to eat them, you know, right there at the spot that it is? Yes. She brought us there. It was <laughs> absolutely I think I remember fun. seeing some pictures of this actually at the time. So it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a lot of fun actually. So yeah. And then let's see, I obviously the sustainability practicum. So the, also the second semester, I took the business strategies for sustainability course with Barrel. And that's, you know, kind of the entry level kind of one-on-one sustainability type course, but geared towards people who, you know, may have a background in it, but then also people who don't. And so it really gets everybody on a level kind of field of like, here's the industry standard of what's going on in sustainability. You look at it from a historical perspective, you see the best practices and like how it's developing now. So that having been in the outdoor industry, I would consider myself more of a outdoor educator and kind of teacher of sorts rather than engaging in, you know, the corporate sustainability world. So I had a motivation to go in that direction but didn't really know like the history as much and like what companies are doing now. Like, yes, I'd heard about carbon credits and carbon offset credits. I don't really know what that means other than what I read online and to get that from Barrel and then jump in. And we actually did a case study project where we got to work with Southwire on kind of a problem that they've been facing and got to dig deep into the carbon offset credit opportunities that they were exploring and all that. And so that was actually really fun and getting to work with them was incredible. That was a really fun class. And then the first semester of my second year took the sustainability practicum, which I had talked to alumni who are in sustainability, who are not in sustainability, who are in consulting, not in consulting. The thread that ties a lot of them together on what their favorite class was at Scheller was the sustainability practicum. And that to me, I I knew I wanted to take it, took it, and it was the perfect marriage of getting to work hands-on with a company here in Georgia on a big sustainability problem that they're facing with Consulting 101. I got to tell you, I wish I took that class before I did my internship because I could have been so much more prepared. It was you know, I think hands down the best 
preparation of a course for what you're going to be doing in consulting, but then also getting to take that and apply it into sustainability. And that's the reason why everybody loves it, right? You're, you're getting that base foundation, but then you're actually getting to apply it to a real world problem. Um, I actually got to work with Southwire again, which was fantastic. I'd already built rapport with them. And then I got to dive into a different problem that they were facing. So it was me and two other classmates. And that was my favorite project and favorite team that I got to do throughout my time at Scheller. As people will say, you, you spend a little bit more time in that class in terms of the time that you're expending outside of class, but the reward is that high. And I think that that's where you get people who, for example, are interested in sustainability. You know, that the time that you're spending on a problem and something that you're passionate about, it goes by so quickly and you're actually investing so much of your time and energy into it, but you're not getting energy taken out. It's still energy added and it's still fueling you. And so, you know, reflecting on that as I did that, you know, it, it made me feel good about where I'm going in my career and why I chose to do this sustainability concentration because I didn't, I felt like I got energy out of that experience of those classes. And then, of course, you know, the net impact and other engagements I've had in sustainability here at Scheller. And I think, um, Bill, you nailed it there. The, the feedback that the sustainability practicum get is outstanding. And I think it is a real differentiator for people who do have the opportunity to come to Georgia Tech just because of, A, you know, like you are actually really making a difference. These are not like, you know, side of desk, like, oh, yeah, we might look at your presentation and get some interesting like data points, but then it goes away. It does actually make a real difference to the businesses that you work in and you can feel the impact of that. And then I guess the benefit for for you selfishly is that when you go off to McKinsey in summer now, you feel very much more prepared to to be the best consultant that you can be. But I know that it's that motivation of like making a real difference in a company that's doing great things is is what draws you into that. And yeah, the great thing I think about the Racy Anderson Center is that's really just scratching the surface about the different opportunities that our students can get into depending on what their interests are. And and Michael, I wanted to come back to you now just to talk a little bit about sustainability fellows and and how that program in particular can benefit both our undergraduate and graduate students who are interested in sustainability and are based here at Shallow. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to just put in a quick plug in about Bill's experience in the practicum, which is that I co-teach it with uh, someone by the name of Bob Lax. And, and Bob has, oh, 30, 35 years of experience under his belt at Accenture. So he brings a ton of client-facing experience uh, to the classroom that the students really value. So yeah, uh, in terms of the other opportunities and the fellows in particular, we have the structured opportunities like the practicum, which are part of the curriculum. We also have co-curricular activities, like there's something called, if I may, I just mentioned the Carbon Reduction Challenge, which is really for students who are on internships, and regardless of whatever internship they may be involved in, whatever their duties are, it doesn't have to have anything to do with sustainability. They agree with their employer and with our facilitation that they're also going to try to find some sort of carbon savings opportunity that ideally has other co-benefits, like cost savings and so forth. And so that's also a really popular program. The the fellows and ambassadors, so the fellows are graduate students and the ambassadors are undergrads. And essentially what happens is we will bring forward, we'll have a menu of opportunities that we've found through our engagement with our corporate folks, and not only corporates, but also nonprofits, sometimes the city of Atlanta and so forth. And again, it's sort of teams of two or three that will work together on a particular opportunity. And it's over the course of a year, whereas for example, the, the classwork is over the course of a semester. So you get a longer sort of runway 
to explore, to be more creative. And uh, quite frankly, the, the ideas are also, they're sort of duly created. We bring some ideas to the table, but students who come in have their own ideas about things they want to pursue, and we certainly encourage that. So that's a really big part of this. Another way to get involved that I wanted to drop in here is we have something that we got involved in, and this ties together the research component I talked about earlier with industry, with education, and that's the Drawdown Georgia uh, work that we do. So Drawdown Georgia was inspired by, again, I'll use the name Paul Hawken. He put together a comprehensive guide of peer-reviewed solutions globally to address climate change. And in collaboration with the Ray C. Anderson Foundation, who I mentioned earlier, as well as with Georgia Tech, writ large, uh, University of Georgia, Georgia State, and Emory, we work together on sort of vetting those solutions to say, well, which of these solutions are most material for the state of Georgia? Which ones make the most sense here? And narrowed the, over about a year and a half, did some extensive research looking at those solutions and came up with the top 20 highest impact carbon mitigation solutions, while also considering issues around public health, economic development, and equity. So um, the reason I mention this is because out of that, out of our industry engagement, which was at the time largely focused around these experiential learning opportunities, whether it was fellows or the practicum or whatever the case may be, or the carbon reduction challenge, and we have an advisory board, we worked with them to say, how can we do something with this research so that we move towards activating these solutions? The idea of the Drawdown Georgia Business Compact was born. And that's just a little over a year old now, and we now have 56 companies that are part of the compact. Some of the biggest brands you can think of are part of it, Coca-Cola, Delta, Cox Enterprises, et cetera, Amazon, Google, and then all the way down to startups, and then everything in between representing the entire state of Georgia. So it's a fantastic opportunity, and, and the purpose of the compact is for the companies to work together through corporate action, not through lobbying, but through corporate action collectively to get the state of Georgia to net zero emissions by 2050, if not sooner. I just wanted to mention that because that's a great place for students helping us with that, helping us to do some of the underlying synthesis that's required to move some of these initiatives forward. We've had fellows and ambassadors working together on some of the Drawdown Georgia related initiatives. And I think that answer there, Michael, just really speaks to the richness of the programming available and the opportunities. I think the centre has just done a fantastic job of not just building networks across campus and making sure that there's opportunities to learn about sustainability and you might get some of the theory of that. It's actually making a real difference to businesses and the state as a whole and um, just through the the connections that the centre's been able to build with industry get some of our smart undergrads and graduate students here at Georgia Tech and they can really start driving changes in business today before they graduate and Bill I know that you were also part of the sustainability fellow experience so I just wanted to touch on kind of your experience now and, and how you got involved and what you got out of it. Yeah, so I started that right in my first year, first semester, and then that went into the second semester. And so, yeah, I jumped on a project, and it was related to the Chile National Parks and partnered up with a professor who teaches a VIP course, which is kind of like student, student-led, student-run kind of collaboration with professors in research and more independent projects. It's typically more of the undergrad and kind of, I would say, main campus part of Georgia Tech. But getting to jump onto that with a professor who's got that experience in Chile in the national parks there and has a lot of engagement going down and doing research with the water um, in particular, 
uh, he's gotten to touch base with a lot of the and see the development of the National Park Service down there, which is uh, a lot different than the United States. And getting to work with him and even talk to some people down in Chile and just identify some of the problems, some of the issues that they're facing, how they're trying to develop the National Park Service there, developed kind of a plan that we thought would help them in developing their service. And it's kind of being used as he's taking it as a blueprint and kind of way in which when he gets to engage with the parks as he's visiting there, that they can actually, you know, hopefully put this into practice. We had planned to go down to Chile and actually meet them all in person and deliver this in person. And unfortunately, due to COVID, the trip was canceled. So, you know, didn't get that side of it, but still got Zoom calls and all that out of it, which was really fun. Well, when you next get round to visiting Chile, Bill, you at least you've got some friends now to look up, I'm sure, and you can um, call in then. But I think I also wanted to touch on the this kind of collaboration across campus element um, that you've both touched on. And I know we've talked about some of the great initiatives already, whether that's Boar Fellows, whether it's the Sustainability Practicum, or whether it's Drawdown Georgia. Another thing that I know that the Centre is heavily involved in is Sustainability X. And, you know, CreateX is something that we've talked about on the podcast before. But, Michael, I was just going to ask you about... You know, what that entails and, and, and the link it between the two organizations. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Sustainable X was born out of CreateX. I mean, it was it was inspired by CreateX. And CreateX, of course, has been a very successful entrepreneurial program here on campus. At the same time, we observed that there weren't a ton. There were some, but there weren't a ton of startups coming out of that program that were focused on sustainability topics. And our hypothesis, one of the hypotheses around that was that some of the sustainability topics are just a bit overwhelming for startups to, cons- particularly student startups, to consider. And so what we decided was to create this sort of mirror program called Sustainable X, which would help to inspire startups or startup ideas that focused on sustainability and then offer the right kind of mentorship such that they are able to move through that journey. And in fact, we just had a couple of weeks ago our inaugural showcase of the sort of first cohort of startup entrepreneurs coming through that process and they they shared their ideas and it was just an amazing experience to see what kinds of things our students come up with. So Sustainable X is really just getting started and we're really excited to see where it goes. I know. I think there's plenty, plenty more to come from that in the coming years. So I'm excited to, even though I'm graduating, watch from afar and see what comes out of that. But speaking of graduation, Bill, you uh, mentioned at the start that it's coming up to the last two weeks now. But I think as you look back on on your time in the program, I think one of the things that you'll probably reflect fondly on is your leadership in, in the NBA Net Impact Club. So I thought this would be a good opportunity just to talk a bit about what the club does specifically for the NBA program and the types of programming it puts on for its for its members. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of feel like net impact in the Racy Anderson Center overlap in so many ways and also do a very good job of trying to work with other clubs and other people across campus in ways that many other clubs don't do as much, which is why it's been so enriching to me. So in my first year, I was a first year representative for the net impact. So there was two of us in the first year class who were chosen to kind of help run mainly events, but then also kind of like learn about the leadership of the club and how the club runs. And then in my second year, I was voted to be the VP of events. So specifically running sustainability, but helping with a lot of events that uh, net impact does. So net impact, 
Impact does kind of like the Racy Anderson Center. We do some stuff that's educational, like in the classroom and outside of the classroom. We then help with extracurricular activities, and then we generally do uh, fun things and different member engagements. So in the educational component, we do an actual class that we run. So we run nonprofit pro bono consulting, which I took in my second semester first year, and Molly's running that this year. So they're actually helping source the different nonprofits and figure out, you know, get them to give proposals of the projects that they want to do. And then they select those and they, you know, we're actually running that class alongside other, you know, adjunct professors at Georgia Tech. And then we also are doing board fellows, which is a program in which you can sign up in your first year typically. And it can be a six month or year long engagement where you're going to be a non-voting member on a nonprofit board, typically in Atlanta. I did that. I was on the board of Hands On Atlanta, which was an absolutely incredible experience. I mean, one of the things I wanted to come to an MBA to do was I'd worked at a nonprofit for three years. I met a couple board members. That was it. I, I got you know to chat with them maybe 10 minutes, right? I was like, you know, I understand the problems that this nonprofit faces. I understand that they have to go out and get funding and everything. But part of the reason I wanted to get an MBA was I want to sit at a nonprofit board and be at that level and see what what are they concerned about? How are they talking? Like, what's the strategy setting that they're doing? And, you know, first two weeks of being on that board, I was in their five-year plan strategy setting with an eight-hour meeting all day with business leaders, you know, across Atlanta, whether it's industry, consulting, law firms, all in the same room and getting to see how they're talking about this, you know, successful nonprofit in Atlanta and all the problems they're facing. I mean, that was the kind of experience and educational experience that I was really looking for. And Net Impact helps drive that for our students who want to engage in that. Outside of that, so, you know, I've personally run a lot of events. You know, my first year I ran a B Corp panel. And so B Corps are, it's like kind of a lead building certification. If you get a lead building, you have to check a bunch of boxes and get a certification. You know, Scheller is a lead building certified building. And this is a similar sort of certification, but for companies. And so they have to apply to get it and they're, you know, going off of different criteria, whether it's how they're treating their people, how they're incorporating sustainability, how they're having ethical supply chains, et cetera, and got different B Corp leaders in Atlanta from industry, from consulting, from one of the startups on the Drawdown Georgia, and you know, got them to talk about what B Corps are and how being a B Corp really is at the heart of their mission and their values and how that's actually help them be so successful in recruiting and maintaining talent and driving, you know, their typically more creative and sustainable business plans and business strategies and how that's actually benefited them rather than be a cost, which some people might associate with getting a certification, for example. You know, one that I've been absolutely in love with as well is going to Climate Cap. So last year, Molly and I had seen Climate Cap, and we were like, you know, this is the conference I want to go to. And it's the biggest MBA sustainability conference in the nation. And they get 25 to 35 different schools that are represented. So everything from, you know, Harvard to UW Foster, et cetera. And last year, we got five people to go, I want to say. And this year, we got 
14 people. So last year it was at Kellogg up in Chicago. And this year it was at McCombs, which is UT Austin. And you get basically 200 to 300 MBAs from across the country, throw them all in one room, and everybody's excited about sustainability. You get to see different panelists, you get to do different workshops, and the networking is absolutely fantastic. And those have been some of my highlights for certain, you know, getting now that I did the internship in the national parks, for example, I got to go and meet some of my coworkers, you know, it's getting those kinds of people that are all excited about the same thing. And, you know, I think that that both at Scheller and Net Impact has been very energizing because, you know, you, you sit in a finance class or something, you get to work and I get to learn about finance. And then when I'm sitting with those kinds of people and getting those events, you know, we're like, okay, how can we take these learnings that we're doing, whether directly tied to sustainability or not necessarily tied to it, but then push this forward to incorporate sustainability and both net impact and places like Climate Cap or where you're getting those kinds of, those students who are excited about that and really trying to push the ball forward. I'm probably missing some things about what net impact does. You guys do a lot of career advisory. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. So every year we do at least one sustainable careers panel. And typically that's, you know, talking to people who come from a MBA, many times Scheller MBA or career path that an MBA might be pursuing. And we do, we do a panel, we talk about the careers. So this year we got people who came from consulting who are in industry. So sustainability consulting or energy and utilities consulting. We had a sustainability manager at Southwire actually, which was great to meet her in person for the first time, I think. Then, you know, someone who's in uh, sustainability research, but then also comes from a consulting background, for example. And then, you know, the networking that is associated with that event. And then many of the events that the Racy Anderson Center does you know, if you go to just a handful of those events, you're going to be meeting a lot of the big people in sustainability in Atlanta. And I found that out really quick in my first year. I got to go to uh, dinner by South Face and, you know, the Racy Anderson Center had asked me if I wanted to go, got some other students who were interested as well. And the next thing you know, I was like, oh, I, I'd seen them on a panel call, uh, actually, that the center did. Or, you know, they're working at Southwire. Next thing you know, I'm doing an engagement with Southwire the next year. So if you go to a lot of these events, you're, you're going to be meeting the people because while Atlanta seems like a very big city, you know, the people who are involved in sustainability, it can be quite a tight circle, which has been really nice to see. Yeah, I think the um, yeah the Net Impact Club specifically, but also kind of the wider faculty at Scheller and, and at George Tech and the Racy Anderson Centre do do a really excellent job of being proactive and making sure that there are so many opportunities for our students to get out there and really become part of the community before you graduate. And then that leads to all different kinds of um, you know opportunities around that. So I know that there's people who have very recently gone through the MBA programme who you know now are running sustainability startups, but I also know that there are people, as you say, Bill, who have gone into big consumption consulting firms and are you know, advising some of the biggest business in the world on sustainability issues because they've had those opportunities at Georgia Tech. And well, I wanted to thank you both for doing an excellent job of really summarizing just the breadth of opportunity that comes um, with the Racy Anderson Center and being involved at Scheller in those activities if you are interested in sustainability and you do want to make an impact in that area. And before we wrap up, Michael, I just wanted to ask you, because you, you touched earlier on that you're coming up to year 10 now of the Racy Anderson Center. Is there something in particular looking to the future that you're excited to see um, from the center as you reach that really important milestone? 
I think I get energized really th- through engagement with students. The student engagement pushes us constantly. It also sort of inspired by student engagement and their interest in sustainability topics and the need to go th- to take things further. So we can't be complacent in this space. There are too many incredibly enormous challenges, climate change being the most significant one right now that we're facing. But if you look across all of the UN Sustainable Development Goals, there are just an incredible number of challenges. And I like to think about it in two ways. There are definitely challenges that require urgency, but there's also a ton of opportunity there as well, both in terms of being fulfilled as a person, and if you're a business person, then also making money as part of the business enterprise and helping to advance progress against these uh, SDGs. And so what I'm excited about is seeing how companies are increasingly leveraging their bottom line to focus on some of these very, very challenging topics. And by doing that, they're going to need talent moving forward. And students like Bill and others who find this topic to be of interest and want to apply their skill sets in that regard, that's what keeps us coming back to work. Not to mention the namesake of Racy Anderson, who I constantly, you know, I'm just so humbled to be working at a center that that has uh, him as our namesake. And Bill, I think, you know, building off that, your own personal story through the NBA so far has been really inspirational on that front. I think all the different kind of areas that you've had an impact that you've talked through today, and I know that that's only in very, very much top line. I think we could be here for a couple of hours talking about all the different projects and, and aspects that you've been involved in. And also your internship at the National Park Service as well, which is, you know, incredibly tough to get and one of the, the most competitive internships to get. But I think, you know, the experience that you had in the programme really equipped you well for securing that. And I know it's going to be something that you take forward with you as you go to McKinsey. And, and I really, I wanted to finish there as, as you know, looking at those aims and the key driving goal objective of the Racy Anderson Centre is inspiring those leaders of tomorrow to make a difference in sustainability. As you look to McKinsey and beyond, what are you looking forward to about continuing that mission oh man if there's one thing that the mba has taught me it's that you know it's terminal degree but it's not terminal education and going to things like sustainable x there are alumni who are showing up to those events and i get to meet them and see them and they're still engaged in the community they're still engaged in startups at sheller they're still engaged in sustainability I can call them up and say, hey, you know, we've got some people who are really interested in X, Y, or Z that maybe you're interested in. So it's given me that energy and that hope that it doesn't end when you finish your MBA. Yes, I'm going to be graduating in a couple of weeks, but that doesn't mean that my education and sustainability is done. That doesn't mean my business education is done. You know, it's an ever-growing thing, and you continue that throughout your career, which is why a lot of the people who I've gotten to meet have like Michael, had such incredibly inspiring careers and such cool, what I would say, cool backgrounds and, you know, going into consulting, then going into sustainability, maybe in industry, then maybe going back or going into higher education. And so for me, getting to see that and witness it in the program has made me uh, that much more excited about my, you know, next step going into consulting, but then also my steps after that, because, especially when I see the people who are doing the things that 5, 10, 20 years down the road that I find to be really cool, they're getting to touch on so many different things, whether it's sustainability directly related or not, but they're always going towards that you know, kind of end goal, which is to be doing something that they're truly passionate about, which is you know, 
something that I am going to be doing in my career. Don't know what it's going to be like in five, 10 years down the road, but I'm excited to be there. We'll have to get you back on the Intersection podcast in a few years, Bill, to update us on the progress, because I know that you're going to really enjoy grappling with the challenges, definitely. But as Michael said, you know, grasping the opportunities that are there for businesses and for nonprofit organizations as well. So that's all that we have time for on the Intersection this time. But Michael and Bill, thank you so much for joining us. As I said before, I think that is just an incredible overview of all the different opportunities that are available and um, through the Racy Anderson Centre. And Bill, obviously, you know, you bringing that to life through your own experience here in the MBA program and you can listen to um, future episodes of the Intersection podcast by following us on Spotify and Apple or you can tune into all of them on SoundCloud but for today um, all there is left to say is thank you once again uh, Michael and Bill thank you Leo thank you Leo